All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are uh, here to record a new podcast uh, under quarantine. Mm-hmm. And um, who are you? I I think I'm Strati, Papa yep. Giorgio. And I am. Uh, last I checked, Father Michael Tischel. Yeah, I checked. I checked a few minutes ago, and I. Oh, I, good. I, I'm still. I'm still. Yeah. You're still. You're still Father Michael. <laughs> I'm still Father Michael. I almost said that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we are um, an imperfect podcast. Po- 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 I forgot it. Podcast. Oh, podcast. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cue music. So currently, Father Michael and I are looking at each other through FaceTime. Yes, I don't even get to see your wonderful T-shirt today. I can, I can move the. Ah, breaking news! Nobody cares. <laughs> I like it. No, I, I, I like that actually. I think that's nice. I like it. I wear it because it's a T-shirt. And yeah. It fits yeah. me, and so therefore I wear it. That, that's pretty much how I function. That's that's a good way to function. My uh, yeah. Especially these days. So, what are we talking about today, Father Michael? Yeah, that's a great question, Strati. Um, you know, I have been, this just this question has sort of been burning in my mind <laughs> for, for a few weeks now. And uh, I've just been dying to ask it on the podcast. And so I'm going to ask it. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. Sounds really provocative. Who is Strati? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we start that? Who am I? Exactly. Well, Who are you, Strati? Uh, I am Strati. <laughs> I, I, I am Spartacus. Yeah, I am Spart. I mean, Stratacus. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Where is that? Well, um, for me. My personal life, not family history, is I was born in Virginia. Oh, yeah. In Alexandria, Virginia, in 1990, um, to uh, Father Panayoti, Pop Giorgio, and my, my mom, Catherine, Pop Giorgio. Uh, my father was a priest at the time when I was born, and uh, so uh, in... And, uh, you know, I've, I, I always tell my life story in a very quick sort of way. Uh, but I'll try to draw it out just for the purpose of all this. Um, yeah, I was born, I was born in uh, the 90s, or well, the start of the, well, end of 90, 1990, in November. And um, uh, when I was three years old, I moved to Cyprus. In '93. So, do you do you remember your life at all in Virginia? No, I, I have like, <laughs> I have like, fleeting images. I like at the doctor's office, and then one that I think is a dream that I had that I still remember. Interesting. A two-year-old dream. <laughs> well, 
not a two-year-old dream, but a, I was two years yes. old. Anyway. Yeah. The, the dream of a two-year-old. The dream of a two-year-old, where mm-hmm. I was in tall grass running after a cat. Ooh. Yeah. And then the cat ate a bug. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if it was a dream or it really happened. It might have really happened, and I just think it's a dream. Interesting. But I've always remembered it as a dream. Yeah. Huh. What does that mean? I no, don't. <laughs> yeah, it's very cryptic. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. The grass was really tall or, you know, I was just really short. And the other question is how you, I, I'm putting you on the spot here, but for how many years was your father a priest when you were born? Oh, goodness. He had been a priest for a few years. Okay. He had been a priest for maybe three years. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, because it was, wasn't, yeah, it was some, somewhere mid 80s, right? When. Yeah, it was like early or late 80s, I think. Yeah. He became a priest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mid to late 80s. I think. Yeah, so for a few years. Yeah, I think they had me for three... I think they, before... I, they, they hadn't had me for three years after they got married. And I see. Not long after they married, I think. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so then you, you were three years old when you all moved to Cyprus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three yeah. and a half. Okay. Yeah, and then my sister was born there. And uh, we were there in Cyprus... For eight years, mm-hmm. and then we moved to Florida, where we spent five years, and then we moved to Georgia, where I have on and off been ever since. So your your earliest sort of formation, I mean, I guess the first three years is definitely significant, but really your earliest conscious formation happened when you were in Cyprus. <clears throat> The, the first things I truly remember, the first experiences of my life yeah. that I remember. Besides um, the cat, the cat and the... Yeah, besides the cat and the doctor's office. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're all in Cyprus, so hmm. my, my formative years as to, like, the foundations of who I am were there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And where did you all move in Cyprus? We lived in Agianapa, which is a, okay. uh, a coastal town. It's actually a huge tourist uh, spot um, in the 90, 80s and 90s it was a big European destination and it still is but it's actually more of a Russian destination than anybody, anybody any other group at the moment. Interesting. I think it's between the Russians and the Brits at this point. Huh. Although you'd never know it. You'd think it was just Russians. <laughs> That's really interesting. Every, all the, like, the, the, like, the restaurant signs are all like in Russian. Half and like, half. Uh-huh. Or just in Russian. Like, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that is. So for for our listeners who may not know, so your father is originally from Cyprus, um, from what's now the occupied part of Cyprus, uh, northern Cyprus. What was the actual uh, town that he was from originally? His the town is called was called and is called, although the Turks changed the name, uh-huh. uh, Marathovunos. Okay. The church, the church, the Turks changed it to something else uh, uh-huh. with a U, but I see. you know, we yeah. don't, we don't recognize that name. <laughs> right. Right. You know, um, they um, repopulated it with, uh, with Turks that came from, um, from Turkey. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then your mother is originally from the States. Uh, yeah. My mom's life story is interesting to, you know, it's, uh. She was born actually in Germany on a military base. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was born in Germany on a U.S. military base. Her father was, uh, um, he was a, yeah, he was a, 
goodness, I think he was a colonel by the end of his uh, service. And mm-hmm. uh, she was born there. But she never really had, like, a place of origin, like, you know, like a, a firm place in the United States because they moved back, but then they kept traveling, moving from place to place to place to place. So there's really no state that... I mean, I guess you could say Florida, maybe, because I think they ended up in Florida at the end of his service, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by her yeah. adulthood was, I guess, finally in Florida. Yeah. That's where she became orthodox. Yeah, my mom is not she is not born into the faith. She is a convert, and she right. became a, she converted in her early 20s. Right. Met my father at the uh, theological school in Boston. Right. She was in the college at the time, and he was entering into the seminary. I think she was in the college. She might have been doing theology, but... I don't know. Okay, I thought I thought it. That's what I remember her saying. But she I, might have been I, in the whole in Helena College. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so back to your early years in Cyprus. So you guys moved to Cyprus to Agia Napa when you were three. Your sister was born there. Um, and uh, yeah, what was t- tell me a little bit about tell us me us a little bit about uh, what life was like for you um, grow, growing up in Cyprus? Yeah, so my, my father's family is a refugee family from, like we said, the occupied region of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were in Agia Napa. Um, I see, so that, that's, when, that's where his family settled after... That's uh-huh. where his immediate family settled, like his parents and his... Um, all of the rest are scattered about from different parts of the island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my grandparents were there when we went. Um, mm. So we, I, I got to meet my, my, my his, his father and his mother and, and, mm. and, and, get, and get to know them. So yeah, uh, I, met, I met them, I, I got to know them, and I think that is probably one of the biggest, you know, points of, of reference about my life mm. in Cyprus was my grandparents. Interesting. Because we're talking about very devout people and very, although came from very illiterate sort of backgrounds, mm-hmm. were very literate. <laughs> they were very literate. I mean, they didn't finish like high school or even elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, I, I don't know about my grandmother. I know my grandfather did not finish elementary school. I think he got the third grade. Wow. But they were incredibly literate for the, for, you know, for their generation, I guess you could say. They uh, they both read all the time and 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 um, and they weren't they weren't village people if you catch my drift like they weren't mm-hmm. uneducated village people that that, that mm-hmm. kind of I mean he was a farmer my grandfather was a farmer but everybody else in her family became a teacher my grandmother's <laughs> family became a teacher except for her <laughs> and she wanted to be a teacher though but she was the <laughs> eldest and therefore had to take care of the younger ones. And so could not fulfill sort of her education due to that. And that was very mm-hmm. common practice for that, for that for in Cyprus, where the eldest um, would, would probably, you know, sacrifice sort of their needs for the, for the younger I guess ones. what you were saying is she had the desire and the capacity to, to pursue, you know, kind of an intellectual path, but uh, her life circumstances. Yeah. My grandfather says it, said, said it, he's passed away now, but... He, he would say that she was as, as uh, sharp as a tack. Like she mm. was 
very, very intelligent. In fact, she was the handler of all the finances and all the economic matters of the family, whereas he was just out in the, out in the field on his tractor. Hmm. Um, and uh, he, he was an interesting person because he was really serious when I was young, hmm. but like honey, as sweet as honey when he got... Well, when I say young, I mean yeah. when I was young, when I was very right. young... He was like very serious, always quiet, didn't say mm. much, and his look told you what he meant. Interesting. <laughs> Whether uh. it was good or it was bad. You know, he saw, he, he, uh, the first time I remember lying was actually to him. Uh-huh. And how he dealt with it was just by picking me, well, by picking me up, putting me on his motorcycle, and driving me home. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> he didn't. Oh, so you, you lied at his house. Well, I, so, yeah, so I, yeah, they, I would play with my cousins because I had cousins. Yeah. And, yeah. and they all lived together with my grandparents and my cousins and, and what, they all kind of lived in the same kind of place. They weren't in the same part of the house, but they were in different parts of this complex. But anyway, and uh, I guess I went across the street, which for a four-year-old is pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, what are you doing over there? And I was like, I was looking for you, you know. And he just said, get over here. I went over there. He didn't say a word to me. He just huh. got on his motorcycle and he took me home. Wow. Interesting. And, you know, they were the kind of people that never left church. They never, they were always in church. They were very faithful. My grandfather's father was a priest, <laughs> which is where we get our last name from. Our last <laughs> name, Papa George you, or Papa Giorgio, uh, means of Father George. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, yeah, and actually... What was his last name? His last name, I like that, uh, that, that question. His yeah. last name was Haji Evangelu. Aha, uh-huh. which has to do with a pilgrimage, right? Yes, because his father, um, they were having, I believe the story goes, that they had a hard time conceiving. Uh-huh. And um, they made a pilgrimage to the Holy Land to to you know to pray for this um and and when and they kind of they kind of said that they'll offer their son if they have a son they'll offer him to the church hmm. and so then when he was born they, they, <laughs> wow. put, they put him on the path to become a priest and and it interesting and it worked out what, what is what does that mean that they put him on the path to become a priest i mean i wasn't there i don't <laughs> i don't i don't know exactly but they kind of dedicated him to become a priest and wow. and, and, and kind of pushed that sort of thing and he was yeah that'd be interesting to know how i don't know exactly yeah how they did that i don't know we're talking about like goodness probably the 1800s at this point wow yeah if not the early 20th century interesting my grandfather was born in 29 so you know so i mean or 28 but in in some senses i mean this is just my imagination but it's like i wonder it was like when they said that prayer like you know is is he gonna that, that you know that will dedicate him, yeah, to God? Did that almost in a certain sense change his destiny in the sense that like <laughs> he 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 had the desire to be you know like that he he himself know. like had the desire or was it like they just like kept planting the seeds along the way? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that'd be interesting. Yeah, but, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. My my dad kind of <laughs> says that that kind of thing isn't the best thing to do, right? But at the same time, it worked for him. He sure. liked, he liked it. You know, right. he didn't have a yeah. problem with being a priest. Sure. It's not necessarily something that we would yeah, like, imitate, but, but yeah, like it, I, I it heard happens. A, I heard a story where Martin Luther, uh, not King, the mm-hmm. original Martin Luther, 
uh, he, um, he, he was in a terrible storm. He was caught in it, and he, he prayed to God, if, if, you, if you save me, I'll, I'll become a priest. Sure. I'm not sure that's <laughs> the most Yeah, well, there's, yeah, and I've, I've, there's, there's a number of different stories of people who, yeah, who were sort of uh, in a dire circumstance. I'm trying to, I, there was one that just I recently heard of, uh, who was it? Anyway, but yeah, people who were in a dire circumstance and said, if I, if you save me from this, I'll dedicate and, myself to you. And in my great grandfather's case, I mean, he, um, he, 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 it was, it was difficult on him though, because you know, he, his wife, my great grandmother died early. Mm. And so then he never remarried. Mm. So he, he had like four kids, more than wow. that, more than that, I think. And, and, and just had to raise them all. Wow, and so then had the older ones start raising the younger ones with him. Sure, you know it, yep. it, it. Of course, it was different times. I mean, we're talking about a village where you're related to like half, one third, or two thirds of the people. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was a big village for Cyprus. It was like two thousand people, but still, mm-hmm. you know, you, people probably pitched in, helped out, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that. But it was definitely a burden. I mean, here, here in the U.S., we're dealing. You know, they were saying they want to make some sort of concession to allow priests to remarry or something right sort of rumor right. that went around but probably won't happen yeah um and i just think to my great-grandfather who did it he did that's it. amazing you know he didn't i mean i wasn't there i don't i was i've never met him but he was he and he was also an uneducated priest mm-hmm. he didn't he mm-hmm. didn't give uh, sermons he didn't mm-hmm. give uh he didn't do confessions mm-hmm. he he was a, a simple priest mm-hmm. he took my father by the hand and kind of picked my father to be a priest. This <laughs> is the interesting part of the whole thing. That is interesting. Is that he kind of, at first he wanted his, uh, my, my dad's older brother. <laughs> but then when my dad came around, I guess he, I don't know, he just felt like Panayoti would probably be good at this. So there's actually <laughs> a picture of the two of them holding hands and walking from church. Really? Yeah. I'll show That's it to you sometime. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And and somebody might be wondering why is all that family history important? Well, I mean that that's oh, who, yeah. that's who I am. You know, I, right. I come from a, I come from an Orthodox. Well, on the one hand, an Orthodox, very sure. orth- strong Orthodox world, and uh, and on the other hand, I come from a uh, totally different world. You know, my, my mom's side is nothing to do with Orthodoxy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. My, my, my Her- mom's my mom's mom's side probably came on the Mayflower. Who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe they're that old is what I'm getting at. There's, yep. there's civil yep. war and, and before that, you know? Yeah. So, so, so we've talked about this, uh, like in a kind of like a scattered way, like here and there, but, um, what's, yeah, what's, and maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit, but, um, what is, and we could jump back to, but what is your, yeah. What, what's your feeling or your experience of being of coming from these two worlds i guess i mean of like you know like what how does that you know um and again you you know you you had your formative years in cyprus you know um yeah yeah like what, what's your it's yeah. it's it's it, you know it's been uh it's been kind of an up and down kind of thing hasn't it because you know I, from a very personal perspective uh it, the difficulty of moving from cyprus to almost almost being kind of being cut off from the side that's very orthodox to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I had my mm-hmm. parents, you know, were very, you know, devout people, but, um, you know, kind of being cut off from 
it entire not entirely. We went back and visited and stuff, and but kind of dealing only with the American side of of life, kind of. But was was frustrating, you know, for me. Yeah. It, you know, um, here and there during my my teenage years and 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 things like that, kind of. You know, and that, that when you're a teenager, you're wondering who you are and what you know what you are, and uh, that part was definitely a a, uh, a factor of my of my uh, growing up. It's definitely what led to Trisayon Films being founded, and it also is the the perspective of Trisayon Films is is rooted in both of these sorts of uh, both of these world views, the American and the Cypriot. Um, but mainly, I mean, it, mainly the Cypriot in the sense of like where it, the root of it all comes from the, that experience of life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like for instance, like going to church at 5 a.m. On, on Christmas. Right. You know, getting in the, my dad had this like car, this little green car, which didn't have a, it was just a two-seater. And in the back mm-hmm. was just like a, like a, I don't know how you explain it, like a, like a truck, but, but like, not a truck, but it was closed. And you could put boxes or whatever in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, in Cyprus, you know, there are no laws. So, <laughs> so I, I would, so in like, it's five in the morning, it's dark. I'm like eight or nine and we're going to pick up my grandmother. So she would take her to Christmas morning service. And I, I, um, I, I'm hiding in the back from her. And she, she gets in the car and she turns and she goes, where's, where's Strati? <laughs> and I jump out and kind of startle her. That these these sorts of experiences of of of, a, of an orthodox life and orthodox grandparents and an orthodox setting is definitely what you know. I mean, obviously, my there's so much more to my father's theological depth and sure. the conversations we had even as a four year old with him. I had conversations, theological conversations, I can go into which are pretty yeah. interesting but what i'm saying, what, what i'm getting at is that these are all the things that led to trisayon films being made in an american in an american setting yeah. uh, if i hadn't come to the united states trisayon films wouldn't be quite it wouldn't have the same experience behind it so is what you're saying that you be like you sort of you you came back to the states and you experienced kind of this distance from yeah. your orthodox upbringing and environment and Trisayun films in a certain sense is an uh, is a an attempt to kind of draw that out of your of yourself or kind of for the sake of people I mean what well it's it what I'm trying to I guess I'm kind of mixing things up here but what I'm what I'm really trying to say is that the fact that I lived in Cyprus mm-hmm. came here experienced both yep even even went to a uh, a, a, a Protestant middle school for a little bit, for middle right. school, all cu- culminated in, 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 in my desire to bring orthodoxy to the American landscape, mm-hmm. to the American world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, had I just been born here, maybe I still would have wanted to, but my, my attempt with Risayun films is to bring the orthodox world to America through the videos. Right. Yeah. Had I not lived and, in and Cyprus, I would not have been able to, to sure. convey this sort of 2,000 years of, of practical uh, right. experience that the Cypriots have. And I guess, I guess that's actually, yeah, that is, a, your articulation is what I was actually trying to ask. Or, or, and, and in the sense that, I mean, that the little story that you told about going, going to 
uh, Christmas with your, you know, with your, your dad and then picking your, your grandmother up. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting story because on, on pretty much all levels, except, well, let me just say it on pretty much all levels, the same story could have happened in the States, right? So nothing in, in a certain sense, nothing of what you said is unique to Cyprus as far as the external with the exception of perhaps the timing of the Christmas liturgy, which was at five is instead of yeah and I, yeah, and I didn't come from convert it wasn't a convert grand or or a right. non orthodox grandmother sure, but yeah, yeah, so I guess what i'm trying no what what I'm trying to get at is that so I, I said you experienced life in in Cyprus, and experiencing it is so much more significant than reading about it, right. So, so, so you had, so even something as seemingly trivial as a, an early morning drive, right, is part of the experience of the church and, and the tradition of the church, the capital T tradition, I would even say, right? And then, um, and then processions around the village. And, sure, sure, sure. You know, I led, I led the processions, I like a little eight-year-old me I, there's pictures of me in a in a you know altar boy robe holding the holding the the candle the lantern and, mm-hmm. and a big lantern big much bigger than me and uh, and leading be the per- first person in the line of 500 600 people mm-hmm. uh walking around the village you know stuff mm-hmm. like that it, it the 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 Father Athanasios, Bishop Athanasios, said it the other day in Cyprus, discussing the coronavirus and people's worries about stuff. And he was saying that in you know we in Cyprus we've had this for two thousand years. It's not, you know, we it's it's built into our landscape. We are not, mm-hmm. you know, it's we're not. He was referring to America and 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 certain things that were happening here. And and he was going, you know, let us remember that in America there are many converts and it's new there. Mm-hmm. And let us not judge them if if their bishops do this or that about this virus. Mm-hmm. We 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 have a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the it's what you said is capital T tradition in the heart in one of the heartlands of orthodoxy. Sure. That I want to bring through Trisayon films to people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. That I think that makes a lot of sense. And. Um, but I think that's so essential because I mean it's something your father mentioned has mentioned a couple times, uh, I think I'm still kind of mulling on, but it, it is, I think it's a very, it's a very connected point, which is that, that sense of the continuity of the tradition in a very practical way, based on the whole um, practice of, of baking, of, of baking the, the holy bread for communion and how um, it's not, you it's not baked with just, regular old yeast, but there's something called prosimi, which is like the leaven that one, one generation of, of, of Prospera bakers will pass on to the next generation. And if, if you were to kind of take that and uh, imaginatively kind of think about how, well, if that's been happening since basically the very beginning, when, when, you know, the Eucharist was first uh, performed or celebrated in Cyprus, um, in the apostolic period, then the capital T tradition has been passed down through the prosimi, through the, through the leaven, right. Of, of the, the holy bread, um, all the way up until today. I mean, that like holy tradition, right. It's like, 
it's and and so it's like you know and i yeah go ahead and and not just that but that's a beautiful one too that chain that chain mm-hmm. that and and not just like the chain of of bishops right right apostolic succession not just apostolic succession in, in on the on the clerical level which is great which is great it's wonderful it's 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 very significant yeah no not at all but the but the but even on the laity's level sure there is and, and women too because i you know i hear grumblings sometimes sure. you know from from people who don't quite understand certain sure things, that women don't have enough a role or something like that but in, sure. in orthodox countries they have almost the biggest roles yeah you know yeah and it's always the women that are the most devout you know, right. The men are, are always like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, the, 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 the idea or the phrase that comes to mind is it's like, this is the holy tradition between the lines. You know, like when we talk about like read between the lines, right? So it's like you've got the holy tradition of like the explicit, you know, apostolic succession, the articulated, writ, written holy tradition, right? But then there's this, the, the, the holy tradition that I would say is even more significant than the articulated holy tradition, right? Because it's like experiential experience is at the foundation and the heart of everything. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's what makes it, what's, it's what makes the articulated tradition able to be articulated. I mean, what are, what are we articulating if we don't have that, that very kind of grassroots, very, um, you know, fundamental experience of, you know, so, yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, so that, that, that's kind of the, the inspiration behind Trisayon films. Mm-hmm, Obviously, mm-hmm. let's say I had never lived in Cyprus. I'd probably still be very theologically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'd be very, you know, orthodox in that sense, but there's that, 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 mm-hmm. that that's something. There's that salt, if you may, that pinch of salt in, or, or that, or that prosimi, that, that, that prosimi, you're correct. Right. The what do you call that in English? Leaven, leaven, the leaven that leaven yeah. in the bread of my life. Mm-hmm. That that is those those eight years in Cyprus that mm-hmm. I, you just cannot. Um, that yeah, that's very significant. Even though the leaven is only a tiny part of the the bread, right? It's 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 what makes everything happen. It's the it's, way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, that's a. You uh, you moved to exile <laughs> in Florida, and uh, yeah, how'd you guys manage there? Um, uh, you know, it was difficult for my dad. It was probably some of the from a from a early teens was probably some of the best times of my life. Mm. Uh, made my you know my first real close friends there, and then and then we left there. And we came to Georgia. That was, you know, that was a big part of, uh, it's a big part of you know, the story. <laughs> what, what, what was your mom's, and, and maybe we should just do an interview with her at some point, because, I mean, but what, what was your mom's experience of being Orthodox, of becoming Orthodox, not having that same sort of um, generational foundation, I guess. My mom, I actually talked to her about it recently. She, it's an interesting story. Um, so my, 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 my mom's parents, um, her father was not religious. Mm-hmm. It actually reminded me a lot of the, the documentary we watched about the nuns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, N-O-N-E-S. N-O-N-E-S, yeah. correct. I was about mm-hmm. to say that too. Um, 
her father was not very religious at all, mm-hmm. and her mom was. Now, her mom, though, was from the South, from, uh, I believe, North Carolina. Mm. And, uh, and so she, you know, Bible Belt, you know, Southern, I think, actually, I don't remember. She, I don't think she was Southern Baptist. But, you know, she was, they were religious people. Yeah. And so she would take them to Sunday school and church. But due to the constant moving around, that was kind of an on and off thing. Sure. But my mom had this interesting story where she, where she started to, we're talking about like a kid now, like a little kid started to question whether God even existed. Hmm. And then they, they lost their neighbor's dog or something. And then they prayed and then the dog was standing right behind them <laughs> or not too far away from them in the opposite direction. <laughs> and, and they were like, well, no, God's definitely real. She and her little friend at the time. Huh. Yeah. And, and, <clears throat> and then when she, you know, beyond that, they weren't really rooted in any, any tradition or any church. She just knew that she wanted to find the true faith, mm-hmm. the original church, you know, original, something, something original, something with roots that are deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just drawn to the Orthodox Church. She walked into an Orthodox Church, a Greek one, walked right through the narthex, straight in to the nave, and sat in the front pew. <laughs> and they knew she wasn't Orthodox. <laughs> you know, she didn't venerate an icon. She didn't right. light a candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, I mean, that was how many years ago? That, that was, was the, uh, goodness, 80s, early 80s, maybe? Right, so, so that, that would have been even more significant than it is today because... At that converts. time, uh, what's that? A lot less converts. A lot. Yeah, less. yeah, less converts, and then and and just not quite as, uh, yeah, a lot of the kind of more ethnically based churches were not necessarily open to people coming in and just visiting or especially or if in, they, yeah, especially yeah, anyway. in Florida and that uh-huh. kind of um, snowbird setting where you have all these Greek Americans right. that come down from the north and live in right. Florida and. And go back, you know, and, and whatever in the summer. And all the and the, the entire service probably was in Greek. I'm probably, guessing, right? probably. Yeah. I wasn't. So she just she just kind of walked in there, went straight up to the front. That's yeah. <laughs> and sat in the front pew. I feel like I've seen converts do that now, or people who aren't converts. You know, like right, like, like people who are just just they walk interested. in and they just go straight to the front. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, she was really open to it, and she she didn't have you know she didn't come from a strong you know background, which which probably made it easier for her to accept so many of the of of the things in orthodoxy, like icons and chanting, and, and mm-hmm. she, I don't think she had any trouble accepting any of that. You know, it was she did you know she didn't come from a Bible something, if you may, family mm-hmm. or anything. So. Um, yeah, and like I said, she met my dad at the seminary because that—that's how serious she was about, you know, her, her faith. And and beyond that, she would actually she learned how to chant, and she would, um, I think, she would do. Um, she and my dad would would chant together. They they started a parish together. My dad was the first priest of a certain of a, of a parish in Virginia mm. after he became priest, and she was the chanter, choir director. Um. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's uh, that's a lot of interesting uh, data about who who Stratty was, who Stratty is based on his past. Um, there's a there's a good quote that uh, 
came to mind as you were talking by uh, Father Dimitri Staniloy. Um, he's a Romanian um, dogmatic uh, theologian and um, uh, professor of dogmatics uh, who was also af- affected pretty significantly by the communist regime there and uh, and is considered today by many Romanians to be a holy man um, who was very intellectually um, intellectually uh, you know uh, gifted but would would be approached by both the you know the intelligentsia of his day and also the just like the very simple um, every everyday you know faithful and uh, I've been mulling over this quote a little bit which was taken from which which uh, was was referenced in a in a um an article that a friend of mine wrote about um the theological perspectives of Father Dimitri Staniloy and also now Saint Sophroni of Essex um on particularly this idea of man as individual and communitarian being and this very short like one sentence quote um that that's very packed but it it relates very much to what you have to say um so can I Read it just to, all right, so he says, every man's hypostasis comes from God. So hypostasis in this sense, he's referring to existence on a unique and individual level, not just the fact that you are a human in a general terms, but your unique hypostasis. Every man's hypostasis comes from God, has God as its source, but it comes, and this is where I think it's significant, but it comes after having passed through a past accumulated in his earthly parents. Okay? So the the hypothesis your 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 who you are comes directly from God. Okay? In all of your uniqueness and in all of your generality, but in all of your uniqueness comes directly from God, but it comes from God through the accumulation of the, your past in your earthly parents and and grandparents and you know whatever. And then he continues and says and this trail this trail also becomes integrated within the act of him being made in the image he has in heaven. This trail of you coming from God through your parents also then becomes integrated within the act of him being made in the image he has in heaven. So there's a lot there's a lot there and a lot that I don't even I don't even really understand, but I think that the 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 thing that kind of struck me was this idea that that each of us as individuals come from God but we come through this accumulation this past of that's been accumulated through our like lineage i guess you could say um so our uniqueness has to do with with our past so so that's who Strati is and his past uh we are at 41 minutes and my question is is do we want to Stop now and continue as and continue our next episode to talk about who Strati is now and then have a third part to talk about who will Strati become in the future. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. I think we're going to wrap it up and, and uh, Father Michael and I will, will continue this little series about me. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope you all enjoyed. Take care. Bye bye.